0: Conspiracy Show with Richard Serring. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. We have uh, Morgan Reynolds from nomoregames.net, author, former director of the Criminal Justice Center at the National Center for Policy Analysis, uh, standing by. I know that's a mouthful. Uh, He has quite the resume and we'll get into uh, the deep state and shadow governments terms now that you're hearing actually in the mainstream media. Well, we'll we'll talk to someone who worked in government and uh, ask him about that and much more before we get started. First of all, I just want to thank my lovely bride, the mighty Aphrodite. ...who stepped in and uh, sat in on the microphone last week. Wasn't she fantastic? She did a wonderful job. It took some coaxing. So finally, after all these years, you got to hear the mighty Aphrodite on the program. I thought she did a great job. Just a reminder, please also get on up to the website, www.strangeplanet.ca. That's your portal, your landing page, really, for all my projects, including this radio program. There's a radio page for The Conspiracy Show. If you go there... There's a blue members button on the left-hand side. Just take a moment and click on that and register as a member. Once you are registered and it's quick, it's easy, and it's free, you gain access to member-only areas like the uh, the past show art audio archive. And you can listen to shows dating back to the, I think, the early summer of 2012, if I'm not mistaken. All right. As I mentioned... The Deep State. We're hearing a lot about that lately as uh, newly minted President Donald J. Trump seems to be battling against holdovers from the previous administration in in the State Department, in the Department of Justice, in the EPA. This perhaps does not augur well for his agenda. So we're going to get into that. And um, this gentleman, it's been a while since he's been on the program. He's a good friend of the program. Morgan Reynolds is the former director Of the Criminal Justice Center at the National Center for Policy Analysis, that's headquartered in Dallas. He served as a chief economist for the United States Department of Labor during the 2001-2002 George W. Bush term. In 2005, he gained public attention as the first prominent government official to publicly claim that 9-11 was an inside job and uh, he is the author of a number of books including power and privilege labor unions in america and uh making america poor which came out oh about 20 years ago it reminds me of the old abraham lincoln saying liberals must love the poor because they make enough of them they make a lot of them uh economics of labor crime by choice uh and uh, several others a great pleasure to welcome back to the conspiracy show morgan reynolds morgan climb on board here how are you
1: Hey, I'm good, and it's uh, wonderful to be back with you, Richard.
0: Well, when you were in government, give us a sense. You served in George W. Bush's first term. And for people, maybe a bit of a civics lesson is in order here. When a new administration comes in, they often inherit kind of a permanent bureaucracy. The bureaucrats that work at the various government agencies, the countless government agencies, and the big departments like the State Department, the Department of Justice... I understand that sometimes a president, one of the first things he'll do is he'll ask for everybody's resignation, and then he decides which ones he's going to keep on. How does it work when a president comes in and inherits bureaucrats from a previous administration?
1: Well, that's what should be done. Uh, In my experience, uh, you referred to uh, my tenure as chief economist in the U.S. Department of Labor. And I actually, I would say I was a third tier person. Of course, the Secretary of Labor, uh, that was Elaine Chow, newly appointed as Secretary of Transportation.
0: That's right, Mitch McConnell's wife. Yeah, Mitch McConnell's wife. She's,
1: she served all, yes, she served, uh, two terms as, uh, USDOL Secretary. And, uh, I was at serving at her pleasure. I'd say, so she's the, uh, the top mop and, uh, in there that you've got 17,000 employees in the U.S. Department of Labor, all told. And I would guess, I never heard an exact count, but I would guess somewhere around 120 political appointees, of which I was, uh, one. And you have assistant secretaries there. They also require a confirmation by the Senate and uh, which after the uh, secretary is appointed is uh, fairly routine ordinarily but and then I'm a third tier uh type and don't require uh, confirmation so there's a when what you can say is yeah you've got a, a huge number of careerists in the, every agency and some of them are have not long tenure some of them have enormous tenure some of them should have been canned long ago for various reasons but uh, you know inefficiency being uh, one of them and i've seen some of that but uh, those careerists are are very mixed for example i had a senior economist appointed to me mario i'll leave the last name blank for now and he uh was a man of of similar ideology to me uh, uh you know god bless him uh even though uh, he he was a long term guy in the uh, government so you do uh, it's not monolithic it's it's not that now uh, many of these uh, careerists are skeptical to say the least or opposed to a republican agenda coming in but the winning government, if you're hard nosed and come at it strong, which it worries me about uh, Donald Trump, you've got to uh, hammer people who who are insubordinate. Or, and of course, these agencies are uh, can't violate, at least in principle, statute law or previous regulations. Although. Uh, I, I would urge uh, the president to uh, use his executive order powers to uh, repeal various regulations. But here's what disappointed me in my experience, okay? I come in there the first week, and uh, the secretary is going to go to the Neil Cavuto business interview show on Fox. And she wants me to accompany her over to the studio in the event I can answer a question, even though I was brand new on board. And um, we're coming back in the government sedan. You can't call it a limo, I quickly learned. <laughs> and I said to her, hey, now we've got a great opportunity to undo a lot of harm. And, and she, and she, really the answer bluntly was, no, no, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. You know, we're just going to um, be, if you will, nondescript. We're going to uh, manage well and reelect George W. Bush. That was a whole, Agenda. I didn't even. I dropped out of these uh, weekly confabs Monday morning to get. Any rate, uh, uh, here I have a brother who spent a career with HUD. Now HUD, uh, Department of Housing and Urban Development, is very prone uh, to corruption, various kinds of bribery and uh, false contracting, and so on. My brother was. Uh, the, the regional director for Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. Now, uh, of course, we're not talking about, uh, intelligence and military. We'll get to that, I'm sure, uh, later, but right. here's, a, we're just looking at civilian cabinet level agencies. And I said to my brother one time, I said, now, what about you, you're in Milwaukee, uh, there's some people up to no good, uh, plundering the taxpayer. What about that? And he said, hey, if I get wind of any uh, potential crime, I just turn it over to the Inspector General. So the Inspector General, which exists in all these agencies and cabinets, uh, is the guy who's supposed to monitor uh, and prevent um, untoward conduct, criminal in particular. And uh, that's one of the one of the hammers you have. Right. Uh, if, if if people are uh, in the intelligence agencies trying to undermine Trump. And here again, I'd argue it's a mixed bag. Uh, we, we can look at Fault 7 and say that's a pro-Trump, uh, release. In any event, the, um, these, here's one thing. Trump is uh, half responsible for causing some of these problems. Okay, he's got over, well over 2,000 appointments to make. And he's on record as saying, uh, I find some of these unnecessary and uh, i don't think i'll fill some of these vacancies wrong wrong you want all the <laughs> loyalists right. you can get
0: excellent point and
1: so so you know secretary chow doesn't want to listen to somebody uh, an economist from the bureau of labor statistics even though some of them are good technically in the bls actually i'm a defender of them uh they aren't
0: Right, but Morgan, it sounds, like saying, it sounds like you're saying bad numbers. It sounds like you're saying Secretary Chow, who is now, as you mentioned, the uh, Secretary of Transportation, uh, might be um, representative of that old mindset, which is contrary to Trump and his bold initiatives and drain the swamp. Is she part of the swamp? Has he surrounded himself with? Um, you know the the, the, the same well, old same I w- I old. I would
1: say no. I, I, you know I would say it's. I just say she's not the tip of the spear.
0: Right. Right. You
1: know she's she's not going to carry on uh, the, the campaign promises per se. She's going to be a very you know. She, of course they approved her right away. She's very respectable. She's smart. She's attractive. Uh, but it's not uh, to me a true. Leader type.
0: Right. Well, you're, maybe you're what Washington to needs. Take a
1: bullet or two. You know, you're right. gonna, it's not like me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe respectable but is what is yeah, not what I is required. the
1: liberty of being outspoken, you could say, too.
0: Right, right. Well, Morgan Reynolds is with us. NoMoreGames.net. That's uh, his official website. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Some amazing material there. And he, of course, the former chief economist with the Department of Labor under George W. Bush's first term. We're heading into a break shortly. Let's start this aspect of the conversation and we'll continue after the break. But in terms of when Trump talked about the need to drain the swamp, and I assume not only is he talking about the lobbyists and so forth, but he's also talking about this permanent bureaucracy, which, you know, is dragging your feet and they are an obstacle. They are being obstructionist. How easily would it be to go into the State Department, for example, and just purge, go into the Department of Justice and purge, go into the FBI and purge?
1: Well, it, that's impossible. But what you can do is put all of your empo- appointees at the top. Right. And you need to use all of them as uh, I'm advocating. Hey, I'm in, all in favor of economy and government, but this is a false economy. He uh, wants to have a second American Revolution when he when he talks about draining the swamp. Now the classifieds. Hey, we can go back to the 19th century. It used to be that we didn't have this whole civil service uh, permanent bureaucracy. You know, to the winners go the spoils. They get all the appointees that uh, as you are referring to. Right, okay, right. so but with the leadership. And with hard-nosed leadership, you need to uh, make yourself unpopular where necessary. Now, a, a lot of them, uh, I would say, are, are good people. They're, they're willing to cooperate. They don't want to stick their nose out and um, make themselves embarrassed or much less culpable for crimes. So they're, they're, it isn't a problem in most of these agencies. Yeah, they, you know, they may rest on the oars too often and uh, not get things done in the order you want.
0: Rest on the oars. That's the real a...
1: problem, it seems, is in the intelligence and uh, uh, military.
0: We'll get to that. That is probably what we mean uh, when we talk about the deep state. Morgan Reynolds, no more games.net's author, joins us, or stays with us rather, when the conspiracy show returns right after this. Where there's smoke. There's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We're back with Morgan Reynolds, former director of the Criminal Justice Center at the National Center for Policy Analysis, former chief economist with the Department of Labor under George W. Bush's administration, and his uh, website is nomoregames.net. We were talking about the deep state, and you mentioned the permanent, the career bureaucrats, in intelligence, in the military. Is that, to your mind, what we mean or what is meant when we talk about the deep state, those who really, in a manner, control the levers of power?
1: Yes, to me it is. That's by far, it's tenfold more important than uh, all the domestic agencies put together trying to undermine a what we can term a radical president.
0: All right, and you mentioned Vault 7, of course, WikiLeaks' latest dump, which was pretty, there was some pretty damning material that came out, and, and one of those was uh, to, uh, that, that demonstrated how U.S. intelligence, how the CIA, for example, could take um, the fingerprints, let's say, from Russia, uh, perform a hack on, uh, let's say, a U.S. government agency, and then leave the Russian fingerprints behind so that it appeared as if the Russians were responsible for the hack, uh, which, of course, is quite a revelation. Um, you said that that was a pro-Trump CIA um, uh, leak.
1: What do you mean yes. by
0: that specifically?
1: What I mean is that this doesn't exactly make the CIA look good. It's embarrassing. Um and uh, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm suspecting uh, that it is a pro-Trump person, not an anti-Trump person. This this doesn't hurt Trump; it hurts the agency, which I'm all in favor of, right? right. It's the old John F. Kennedy. Uh, I'm going to bust that into a thousand
0: pieces and scatter to the winds. Yes, which may have so, been the nail in his coffin. And,
1: uh, who is it now? Um, this this guy uh, Steve uh, Pisniak uh, yes, who Alex Jones has had on a number of times, and uh, he's somewhat credible with me. But he's talking about uh, a war within the deep state when it comes to Donald Trump uh, and halting, we'll call it the globalist agenda.
0: Right. Right. And and in your estimation, I mean, how deeply divided is the CIA uh, and the Pentagon, for that matter? Do you have, for example... The-
1: you, you know, what really uh, boils me about all of this is, like the, the Mike Flynn revelation, uh, the phone call with uh, Kisniak, uh, the Russian ambassador to the U.S., yes. is, hey, if you have a felony crime being committed, let's prosecute. Where's your inspector general action or equivalent? Let's get rolling. Don't just whine to the press about it. In other words, if this is war, let's get on with it. And, and in this case, we're not actually talking about um, uh, beheading people or uh, putting 50 caliber rounds in them. We're talking about prosecuting. Right. That's what I'm saying. let's I'm not uh up there in the in the white oh gee, these people are against me. Some of them well, hey, you got disciplinary uh measures. The best one is if if uh, uh talking uh singing like canaries, this isn't the normal behavior of the Intel industry. Right. They're supposed to be eavesdropping and uh, writing little reports and counseling people. Here's what uh, our enemies, potential enemies and our friends have been doing uh, in secret. Now we've tapped into that. That's their job. And of course, the CIA is its mission creep. Uh, They've done so much in the way of covert action which has been illegal, immoral, et cetera, and, and counterproductive all too often.
0: Well, let's talk but about
1: that's the... What, it's what I'm saying is hard-nosed. we got to be hard-nosed about this.
0: Well, let me ask you about the, the, the this whole Russian narrative. Uh, and here we are eight months later. And, and keep in mind, eight months after Watergate, uh, we had hearings, we had uh, indictments, and we had a prison sentences handed out. Here we are eight months after this Russian narrative was originally pushed. There's still no evidence. The intelligence oh, community yeah. says there's no evidence. And, and, and yet, when, when Trump, um, says, I think, you know, Trump towers were, sur- were being surveilled, uh, he's immediately asked for evidence. And of course, the narrative was originally being pushed by the New York Times and the Post and the Guardian. They were the ones that's, that said this was going on. What is really at the, uh, at the root of, of, of this? Is, is this part of the deep state pushing this Trump association with the Russian narrative and and uh, is the same. Yeah, yeah. right.
1: He's he's Putin's water boy, which is laughable on its face. And uh, the Democrats have started to wind down expectations, which were uh, over the top. I mean, I'm talking about uh, the real Democrats out there in the uh, flyover country included. Right. Right. You know, uh, the faithful. They've gotten so revved up about this. And uh, now we've got three investigations going. Uh, we'll see what uh, Director Comey, by the way, I understand. You see, Obama appointed him to a 10-year term. I don't think he's protected. He'd be one of the first people I'd fire.
0: Is that right? All right. Yeah. Okay.
1: I would fire him. Oh, yeah. The, the head of the FBI, come on. Uh, the way he behaves throughout the campaign. So in any case, the FBI is doing one of the investigations. I have zero confidence in them, but a couple of congressional committees and, hey, we'll see how far they get.
0: And
1: and I don't think they're ever going to find anything that is in the way of a, quote, smoking gun, unquote, with uh contact
0: between the russians and uh Trump. Well, and and let me just circle back to the the Russian uh, thing once again or n- not the Russian thing but the uh the surveillance and Trump's claim that uh when he said Obama, I think he was he meant uh the Obama administration uh had ordered yes. Trump towers to be surveilled. Well, and and people say well where is the evidence? And I would I would suggest that where was where was Flynn when he was having that conversation with with the the, uh, the Russian diplomat he was in the transition offices at Trump Tower so how did they right. get how did they get the transcript from <laughs> that recording isn't that pretty well proof positive that Trump Towers was being surveilled
1: well, yeah it's an admission against interest as the uh, legal fraternity would put it you know i just read an article by judge andrew napolitano who's wonderful yes he is and they have the NSA has 100% uh, com- complicity by the telecoms, the, every server, and all fiber optic transmissions. So, you know, when Obama says he didn't order it, quote-unquote, well, isn't that careful language,
0: It right? is. It's almost Clinton-esque. It's plausible deniability.
1: It's I mean, Clinton-esque, it's just, it's just yes. It's been going on for decades, uh, lying by uh, winking. At, so it's just... Uh, yeah, they've got it all, and it's a matter of, uh, is it going to go to Obama um, or not? And then, by the way, there's a lot of discretion, of course. There's a lot of discretion, even below the political appointee level. And one of the things uh, that a political appointee has to do is, uh, in Nazi Germany, this was the expression, moving to the Führer. So if you go out, if I go out as chief economist and uh, in a Republican administration and give a talk to the Industrial Re- uh, Relations Association, I have to kind of imagine what the uh, – I don't have details on everything that might come up, right? I just imagine what uh, – and I know part of it is uh, in black and white, but uh, a lot of it isn't. So uh, what you say, it has to be uh, very careful when you are the government –
0: Right. Uh, And so if I'm reading between the lines, what you're saying is that that if the Obama administration wanted to surveil Trump Towers, a political opponent during an election, which harkens back to to Watergate, um, then he doesn't have to send the Department of Justice to get a a FISA uh, court warrant. Uh, It's just kind of a wink and a nudge uh, or or he gets British intelligence to do it for him.
1: It may be a prosecutable offense and not have, but these FISA courts, I mean, the whole thing, of course, stinks to high heaven. It's a police state, a secret court. Uh, the judges can't even take notes, so there's no records. There's no adversarial process there in terms of, hey, we want to do X, Y, or Z, and uh, 99.9% plus are are, are uh, granted, of course. Supposedly, they refused, the FISA court refused uh, uh this general warrant in in uh, June, right? But granted a more restrictive one in October,
0: right? The right.
1: details of right. So hey, I go back to this uh, uh, the parallel with the Reagan administration. Remember a couple of the um, the cliches: people are policy. That's why I insist you fill all those positions with like minded people.
0: Right. Right.
1: And then uh the Reagan people uh boldly said, If not us, who if not now, when? Well the the answers developed <laughs> pretty much <laughs> nobody and never. Right, you know, we're right. we're still headed to 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 the fiscal cliff. So uh, hey, I think the parallels are instructive.
0: Yes, but would you would you at least give Trump his due in that his hiring freeze uh on one thing has has helped to at least stem the uh the bleeding a little bit in terms of the deficit uh and also you know a thirty percent cut at the EPA and now I know that has a lot of people uh up in arms but uh this is an agency out of control I mean it was it
1: oh the EPA yes. yeah
0: yeah uh, what are you, what are your thoughts there and in, in in terms of the hiring well, freeze and also hey, the EPA let's Here's
1: here's I want to go back to the 19th century and uh you know we have the common law this, where this leads is the EPA shouldn't even exist. And it didn't prior to whatever 1979 or something it's pretty
0: recent. I think it was Nixon the cabinet who created agency. It. Right, Nixon. Mm-hmm. I think it was Nixon who who created the the EPA.
1: Yeah, yeah, who gave us a drug war and lots of other problems. Okay. So if you go back to the 19th century here the common law uh, deals with property and contracts and torts and uh crime but what 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 are we uh, talking about here Let, what here we're talking about torts which is we'll call it uh unintended harms like uh, the common one is auto accidents okay the common law used to de- oh, now uh, a case of of industrial uh would would be the railroad Steam engine is is uh, polluting um, the wash, right. of the uh, laundry hanging out there, or the sparks are uh, setting off fires in uh, a, a drought-stricken uh, pasture. Okay, well, the law dealt with these things uh, for for years and years, but and, and well, it's a non-political process, the, the common law. Uh, it's judge discovered law? What's the right thing to do? And and they um, straighten it out even when they get it wrong. Okay, legislation <clears throat> or statute law by contrast is well known to be dominated by special interests. Uh, you mentioned uh, <laughs> I thought of K Street right away. Right, you know the lobbyists. all the lobbyists in Washington. The government spending 3.9 trillion a year. Uh, hey. Every dollar they spend gets in somebody's hands. They are part of the special interest uh, group. They've got representation. And guess who pays for all this, right? I mean, and most of us don't even know how much uh, any one of these things is her, uh, taking out of our wallet, okay? But it is. Uh, so the, the, uh, here's the problem with the, uh, the, the common law got ba- basically cut back because of crony capitalism. Okay, what would legislators, legislators always do things in the name of the noble. Okay, so why do they give an exemption or an immunity for the railroad? Because it would help economic development, create jobs, make us more competitive, etc. So you free them from the obligation of repairing the damage they've caused or preventing it in the first place which is where that ultimately goes if you know the law works properly.
0: Right and this so same what, thing is happening with the pharmaceutical industry.
1: In what be more specific. Well if we areas. talk let's
0: say for example these vaccines where pharmaceuticals cannot be held criminally liable and so forth. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I yeah. heard your interview with John Rappaport. very good.
0: Listen, I got to take a timeout Morgan, stay with us. We'll come back and talk more about Trump versus the deep state and also perhaps we'll get into uh, George Soros is he trying to pull off another color revolution this time on American soil. Back with more of the conspiracy show, my name is Richard Serrett. Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. And we are back with Morgan Reynolds. Please check out the website nomoregames.net. Some great articles, you know, sort of the mainstream versions of things like the JFK assassination, the Oklahoma City bombing, 9-11. And he takes, obviously, umbrage with these official versions. He's also the former chief economist at the Department of Labor under the uh, George W. Bush administration and uh, the author of a number of books dealing with labor and economics. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, George Soros. This, to me, is kind of an unsavory character. Now, whether it's true about his roots in wartime Hungary, I don't know. I'm sure you know the story. The allegations that he cooperated with the Nazis in identifying Jewish property owners and absconding with their property, these are the allegations that are out there. I don't know if they're true, but they're on the record. And he and various NGOs have been behind a number of attempts to overthrow foreign governments, the color revolutions that swept the Middle East and so forth. George Soros' fingerprints all over them. When I look at these demonstrations in the U.S., do you see George Soros' fingerprints behind these? Is he trying to attempt a color revolution in the U.S.?
1: You know, I'm... The name escapes me, but James, who does these, we'll call it Hidden Camera. Oh,
0: James O'Keefe from Project Veritas.
1: O'Keefe, yeah, Project Veritas. That's Trump-type evidence of how high this goes in terms of what dastardly political manipulation. And it uh, looks like many of these demonstrators are are rolled out and, if not paid explicitly, are part of the fun. It's, it's like a good snowstorm, you know, and go out and play in the snow. At least 24, 48 hours it's fun. And, hey, I was a leftist back at the University of Wisconsin back in the Vietnam days. Yeah, it's like getting out of school and uh, causing mayhem. And if it gets serious, now that's when you are got to pull up short. What happened there at the University of Wisconsin was – Probably 1969. One evening, I was with my two year old son. We dropped off a computer job. That was in the days of the IBM cards.
0: Right, the punch cards.
1: And at 5 a.m., I believe, a young physicist, one of these post PhD uh, fellows, uh, was killed when a bomb went off at the University of Wisconsin. Well, that ended all the fun. In other words, The demonstrations, it started to get out of hand, you could say, and the the administrators were uh, pulling their hair out. But that stopped it. Man, a life was taken. And what really bothers me about the left is that none of their, quote, respectable leaders, unquote, will take Hillary Rodham Clinton as uh, Exhibit A, ever has issued a denunciation so what you're doing is allowing that right upper tail of the most violent-prone people a free rein by not condemning these out-of-hand
0: uh, demonstrations. Well, it, it, it even goes further than that, Morgan. The mainstream media has been uh, has been encouraging this sort of behavior, particularly you know the um, the, the, the the rioting uh, at Berkeley uh we have yes. a former department we have a former head of the Justice Department Loretta Lynch saying we need more blood in the streets can you can you imagine someone saying that a former d- uh, director of the Department of Justice saying we need more blood in the streets this is hey, this it is...
1: reminds me though hey here one of the good guys once said that Thomas Jefferson remember that uh, the revolution needs to be renewed every twenty years when your blood. That's a paraphrase, of course.
0: Right. But, that's uh, true. Yeah. The tree uh, of the tree of uh, yeah, liberty condemn, must be watered I with the blood of tyrants.
1: Both, right. Yeah, but, violent and, uh, initiating violence is overrated in terms of uh, promoting desirable ends.
0: Right, and and uh, t- to me the um, the status quo here is. The left, the status quo, uh, is being, uh, propped up by these protests, except the, this army of, in, I don't I want, I think many of them are probably well meaning individuals, but many of them I would be categorized as useful fools. Uh, they, yeah. they don't seem to realize they, they are not the revolution. They are propping up the status quo.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, we've got all kinds of problems. One that uh, we can directly point to are the colleges and universities. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The, the, hey, you could take a, a university which has a conservative image like Texas A&M University in College Station, Texas. And, hey, you know what the line is about uh, what, what do you call uh, an Aggie four years after graduation? What's that? Boss.
0: <laughs>
1: because there is kind of a blue-collar culture, even though it's a flagship university of a very large and, and pretty prosperous state, right?
0: Right. Um, i got to jump in here. Morgan, forgive, forgive me, Morgan. i got to jump in here. We've mm-hmm. got a uh, timeout. We'll uh, come back and uh, finish up with Morgan Reynolds. NoMoreGames.net. Stay with us. Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we are back with uh, Morgan Reynolds. Just a reminder, coming up in the second hour, our paranormal investigator, Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Uh, Morgan, we were talking about uh, Trump versus the deep state. We were also talking about college campuses. And the
1: college campuses, let me finish this point, because... The Department of Economics, uh, once known there as a uh, farm club at the University of Chicago, where, of course, uh, Milton Friedman was most famous, and you have a lot of uh, pro-market work. Uh, We were in the College of Liberal Arts. Well, guess who we dealt with, you know, (laughs) in the other departments. And they were about the same as in... Oh, you know, it might not be as bad as Yale or Berkeley, but the point is, there's a lot of, they're just natural lefties. Cultural you know, Marxists. And,
0: Cultural Marxists.
1: Yes, yes. So I, that was my, my, my point is that, uh, hey, uh, at these other, and it, it's gotten, of course, much worse. And uh, I'm a big proponent of, hey, you shouldn't get any, a dime of taxpayer money if you're going to be out there doing this stuff.
0: They do have an obligation to protect the First Amendment, and I think that federal and state monies are tied to that obligation. So, I mean, I think the Secretary of Education, that should be, and hopefully this will be the last Secretary of Education before it gets kicked back to the states, but one of the primary focuses of the Secretary of Education should be to make sure these institutions of higher learning are fulfilling their constitutional obligations.
1: Yeah, this goes back to the kind of people you appoint. You need people that are not only smart, but they're courageous. They have moral courage. They're willing to take the flack and counter it. Yes. If you're in the right, you can, uh, it is like Ayn Rand would say, you can, if you're in the right, you can def- be uh, the winner. You uh, outnumber 10 to 1. When you're outnumbered 100 to 1, it's just you're swamped with, uh, you know, all the lies and falsehoods and mistakes. Hard to
0: get through, right? Absolutely, and 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 uh, I, I like to say that in academia there seem, seems to be a certain irony deficiency. They don't appreciate that here they are protesting. Uh, you know, back in your day at uh, the University of Wisconsin, you were protesting for more freedom of expression. Now they are protesting against things like the First mm-hmm. Amendment, uh, and and then they they have the temerity to accuse. Uh, the other side of being fascists.
1: Yeah, yeah. They don't even appreciate the irony. So it should be banned, right?
0: Yes. Well, it's that old saying, uh, 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 a fascist, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of rework the old saying, a fascist is someone who is winning an argument with a liberal.
1: And I, I, I'll look at uh, Drudge Report, Bart, Breitbart News, et cetera, and I, I just look at these headlines, and I say I can't make this stuff up. It's so imaginative, <laughs>
0: right? Uh, yes. Well, there up here, and it's 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 up here too in Canada. We have a, um, I I think he's a hero. He's a, a professor up here who was, who has refused to embrace uh, this concept of genderless pronouns. Uh, and mm. and so he recently he went to speak at a university uh, that was called the End of Political Correctness, and students showed up with with uh, these anti-fa type protesters showed up with uh, bullhorns and banners, uh, barged into the um, the auditorium where he was speaking and basically just shouted him down. This is yeah, this is and- fuggery fuggery
1: it is it is and uh it's it's like these republican town hall meetings that they've targeted as well and and when you go through all that's going on you can see hey there's some organization to this it isn't just a bunch of people meeting up on facebook or twitter and uh, getting together uh you know to to a couple dozen of us to knock over a 711 right convenience store
0: so so trump has all this uh, uh you know m- you know pushing against him to say nothing of the the establishment republicans in congress and in the senate uh which leads me to the sort of the, the Lollapalooza question and is and does he have a a chance in hell of getting his uh, the main thrust of his agenda through and b can he even survive the four years
1: yeah the latter is is a uh significant question i I see that the 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 feds are going to beef up his security at the white house after a guy's wandering around inside the fence for 17 minutes right uh yeah that's that is a huge problem i mean um i i I go back to the um george w bush thing uh down there in uh, near tampa florida on the morning of 9 11 yes and uh, you know the Marine who's uh, got the the Doomsday phone, nicknamed, looks up at uh, CNN and and he says, "Hey, we got to get out of here. Everybody, yeah, everybody, ready? Now that guy is innocent, but the Secret Service, come on, they let him go on with the uh, goat story and." You're, you're endangering the, the kids, much less the president, whom they're sworn to protect. Right,
0: we're, you're so
1: in that, a... and, you know, in other words, these got in on it from the get-go. It's a giveaway. So the, that security question, yeah. Now, uh, the, the first part was, hey, uh, can, can Trump succeed, uh, to any great, uh, extent in terms of, what he campaigned on. And I would say yes, but it, it's a little bit like herding cats and you're not doing a very good job of it. He, I don't know how um, well tu- tutored he is, but he'll learn by doing. Now here's another observation uh, in terms of, uh, so I'm, I'm saying, I don't know, but he can Uh back in Texas. Uh, there was a, uh, a guy who ran for uh, governor on the Republican side, Clady Williams. And he actually used some of my material about how to cut uh, expenses and operations in the Texas state government. And uh, he made a lot of campaign mistakes, which I won't enumerate, uh, but he bore uh, the, the um, characteristics of a, businessman who's very successful and guess what he has a lot of yes men around him okay now I know yeah sometimes you'll get good independent objective advice but I'm wondering if Trump isn't a little prone to that um, he's got to have um, get more loyalists he's got to be hard nosed he's got a uh, he' his he isn't much of a sweet talker so He's gotta, he's gotta work at this real hard, uh, to, to get what, half of what he wants. Now, here's another thing though that I'm, I worry about. If we take a look at, uh, foreign policy on war, a primary reason I voted for him was he, he talked sense on Russia where we don't have any serious, uh, uh, uh conflicts, okay? And Hillary, on the other hand, looked like she was going to uh, have a nuclear war within 12 months.
0: How times have changed, now, right? The left now wants now us to go I'm to war with Russia.
1: This is Rex Tillerson is talking about Russia giving up Crimea. You know, which, that's ridiculous. You don't start on that kind of uh, basis. But Crimea has
0: always belonged to Russia.
1: <laughs> right. They're their only warm weather port. Part of the trouble is, that they have treated Russia like dirt since 1991. Yes. Because, yeah, they're a poor country relative, but they are huge. They have a huge natural resource base. They've got a lot of good gray matter there, you know, freed up. They'd uh, be a very productive uh, part of the world. And most importantly, they got, what, 5,000 nukes, and they can deliver them.
0: Yes, well, it's when I when I
1: how can these guys I'm I'm really upset with uh, some of these generals and uh, now Tillerson, I thought, hey, he's CEO of ExxonMobil. He's dealt with uh, Putin and uh, Russian oil and gas and so on. he'll probably be pretty realistic. And then he comes out of the right out of the gate talking smack and he's talking smack about North Korea. And, you know, hey, what's going on? Let's
0: just hope that's posturing. Uh, for public consumption, uh, but it is interesting uh, how the uh, we, the war party, which is the Republicans and the Democrats, this is a repeat of, you know, Eisenhower tried to have a reproachment with the Soviet Union, with, with Khrushchev, and uh, mm-hmm. the military-industrial complex didn't want any of that, so they sent Lee Harvey Oswald over to give the the Soviets the, the codes for the U-2 so they could shoot it down, and then that, that caused a, an embarrassment and scuttled that meeting, and Of course, they didn't want uh, Kennedy uh, dealing with Khrushchev and they didn't want Reagan dealing with Gorbachev. And and so this is not that Trump is Reagan or that Putin is Gorbachev. But this is just, you know, the same old movie over and over again.
1: Hey, I want to say a word on behalf of uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, who who really was scorned at the time. And intellectuals are prone to do that because uh, Eisenhower wasn't one of them but uh, eisenhower had uh, two really great things going for him one he was a lifer in the military so guess what he was hard as hell on the pentagon because he (laughs) he'd seen it up he'd lived it sure okay he kept them on a short leash i would say and the other thing is he was the last of the old-time religion balanced budget so if you're going to go to war guys You raise the taxes, make it hurt. That's what, that's part of the uh, damage that war causes, okay? And by contrast, what do we have? La da 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 da. We go on for years, perpetual war, because you're, you didn't starve the beast like the Republicans promised by tax cuts. You made it, hey, because you got the Federal Reserve there to print and buy, uh, debt, government issued debt, what you've done is made it easy. Uh, You enabled war. Perpetual right.
0: war, right? And made it easier because you don't need Cong- Congress to approve it. You just you don't call it a war; you call it a police action or some other name.
1: Oh yeah, well you know it's like the uh, increase in the budget proposed by Trump. I'm a, is he buffaloed by these generals? You know the uh, the Joint Chiefs, uh, a naval leader. Oh, we can't you know keep the fleet at, uh, operating if we don't get a supplemental right now. Hmm. Hey. Let's prioritize, if that's true. Well, we know it's bogus, but a bunch of crybabies with their tin cups.
0: Well, Morgan... They need
1: to live within their budget.
0: Well, let us see how successful or not President Trump will be. Always a pleasure, Morgan. It's been too long. We'll have you on again sooner in the meantime. Thank you so
1: much, Richard.
0: My pleasure. NoMoreGames.net, some great articles. uh, One on the Tehran debris from those towers and how they dwarf the 9-11 debris. Uh, It's quite an interesting article. And also a great article on why corporate media are dying. A humble example. That's all at nomoregames.net with Morgan Reynolds. All right. The website strangeplanet.ca. Say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett, S-Y, because I love you, -T T. And as always, follow the truth.